Vic, what up? Yo, what's good? It's been a minute. It's been a long time, bro. How you doing? Man, you know better now. You know, quarantine settling down a little bit, but we, we still in it, but we, we vibing. So good to be back. Welcome everybody to episode whatever it is. We take a heavy ass hiatus. So, I mean, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we got a very special guest in the building. What up, what up, what up? Dame Lou. <laughs> Introducing Luis Gonzalez. Yo, Luis, say what up. What up, guys? How you been, bro? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Just got back from um, some active duty orders. Bro, how was your active duty orders, actually? When did you actually get called? When, when coronavirus actually happened? Um, I believe I got called in April 1st. And so we were out there. We were testing on people for COVID in our nursing homes. And every day I had about 200 patients to test and with a team of like six people. We got into suits, like plastic suits. We had to don like mask on, stuff like that, wear gloves. And then it was like a whole process. You had to have a like a battle buddy team. One person would go in, uh, do the cotton swab. I'll, then you would sit outside of the door with a, like a Ziploc bag, and the person would drop the sample inside the Ziploc bag, give it to another person to run it, put it in the cooler, and you just keep doing that the whole time you were inside the building. And at the end of the day, you would go, after you got all the samples, you make sure you got your numbers. Then after that, you get sprayed down in bleach. And then you got to do a whole process of, of, like, taking off the suit, the gloves, the boots, and all that crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> man, I, you know, the the crazy thing is, it's like you see those, like, frontline workers, like, you know, people, they, they call us heroes. And, you know, I think it's a really big testament to to how we're putting, or we're putting our lives you know, at line, you know, testing people, caring for people who had corona. Um, and, you know, I think I think we can take this time to not, like, reflect a little bit so we can reflect on, you know, what we went through and try to process that emotionally because that, that did take a big toll on us because it's, you know, it's something that, you know, in class or we would hear about in the news, like, oh, when is the next pandemic going to actually happen? And course it happened in our generation you know it happened in 2020 so i think it does show how as people we can persevere through things we can push through it the the tough times but um now we're in a better spot to try to control this a little bit more and and learn from from everything that we have done uh this is a question for both of you guys um flashback to whenever we went into quarantine in middle of march uh, what do you guys think of how it is right now, going through the phases of the new normal? What do you guys think about it? You know, I think I think the phases was a very systematic, smart approach to, to you know, bringing back some normalcy into our lives. But, you know, at the same time, I think we're always going to have some, some sort of, um, what's a good way to say it? Some sort of, like, um, of just being scared, per se. Um so I don't think we'll ever be normal because like, you know, before this, the normal was you'd always hug people, you'll, you'll shake hands, um, you'd kiss on the cheek, you know, to, to say hi as Dominicans. 
Um, so I think this is going to be our normal. Um, you know, it's hard to say if it's going to be like that forever, but I do think we're going to have this, this sense of, of unsurety for a while. Um, but I think the phases approach is a little scary at the same time because there's never a right moment to push to that next step. So it's like, yeah, they're doing these phases, but we won't really know if it is going to work in the end until everything's open, you know. And once everything opens, you know, we'll see if there's a spike in cases or, or whatever, you know. So it's it's really hard to, to, to judge, you know. And you see people like Lewis, who they're on active duty because of this. So it's like, how long are they going to be on active duty as a support to states? So, you know, it's hard to say. I don't know if Flash has any numbers or... Or like how long he's gonna be on active duty? If you can talk about that a little bit. So, yeah, when I was on the orders, I think within a month and a half, we tested about thirty thousand people. The COVID. The for COVID, we tested about just the National Guard. Yeah, we te- no, just in Massachusetts. Oh, just in Mass. Yeah, the Mass Guard. We tested about thirty thousand people, over thirty thousand. So you guys were hitting mostly nursing homes, though, right? It was just nursing. Homes. Just nursing homes. So at first it was um, just the elderly we would test on, and then like a month later we started doing the staff, so we would do um, the entire building basically, and then like for patients, uh, what was it? If they had any kind of symptoms, we would test them, or if somebody tested positive in their room, we would test the other patients to make sure, blah blah blah, you know. <clears throat> and about the phases. You know, I feel like it was a good approach and what's not, but at the same time, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of stupid, though, because, like, no matter how cautious you're going to be, like, sooner or later, you're going to get it. I believe it's just, it's inevitable, you know what I'm saying? And, like, staying home, quarantine, you're just, like, lowering your immune system because you're not exposing yourself to the everyday germs that you were. And I feel like the only way to beat it is, like, honestly... I think it. I had coronavirus. I'm not gonna lie. Right before I went to California, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I had a cough came, for I like 14, 15 days. I'm serious. We left what? Early March, Vic? Yeah, we left like mid March. No, yeah. yeah, early March. You're right. Bro, yeah, March did. How long did I have that cough for? All throughout California. You know, Vega had this cough like a week before we went to California, and I was scared because I'm like, Yo, we gonna cancel this trip? Because like this dude was sick. Like this homie was sick. Right before, right? Right before, right before. So, like, I think the night of, or, like, when we're actually at Logan, this dude still got a cough. Like, I'm just like, damn, like, whatever. But he fought through it, and we still went to California. But when we came back, guess who got sick? I did. <laughs> and I was really sick. Like, like I when we hit, I think we were in LAX, I, I like, I could barely even breathe. And, like, my, my chest was so congested, and I had this bad cough. And I was, like, drinking so much tea and, like, day cool and, like, nothing was helping. No, you remember how many uh, calls we took? It was, like, oh two bags. God. Two or three bags. Yeah, and day cool. And we were just knocking back day cool, day, um, day cool, Robitussin. We had, and like, I'm a drinking. timer on. We had a timer on. Hey, yeah, Vic, it's, yeah. it's time. We it's time to that. take the day cool. Every four hours we're on. Man. Bro. This trip was back in March. Yeah, this is back in March. And yeah. this is before we even went into quarantine. This is when, like, China had all their things going on and everything. Yeah. Just think about that. So it's like the night cases were already in the United States. <laughs> yeah, but but it was the night I think we were gonna come back to mass 
that we lo- we saw the news and it was like, yeah, Corona's really bad in California. Oh, yes. Like, what the hell? Yes, yes, yes. That's when they started canceling yeah, the schools. Yeah, that's when they started canceling schools, yep. As soon as we get, got back to masks. You guys are on some crazy shit. <laughs> I mean, we needed, we needed some vacay, you know. Yeah, we, we did. And we weren't going to, I mean, at the point, at that point, we weren't going to cancel it because no one thought Corona's going to be this big. Like, no one thought it was going to affect people this much. I didn't much. think like, it was no going to be this big. Like, we, myself, I know, I think we had a podcast episode, and I, myself, mm-hmm. was like, you know what? This ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be gone soon. Like, this is, you know, it's on lock. It's in China. And little did we know that we messed up by, but by you saying know, that. But you know what's so messed up, though? Here's, like, a two-part question, though. If you really want to think about it in the sense of, was this the fault of... Um, you know, the lack of reporting in China or was it the lack of trust that we had in our like higher officials, like, you know, like the World Health Organization, the CDC here? Because remember at a point they said and like in January, it was like um, you can't contract coronavirus through the air. And little did we know coronavirus is in the air and then we all wearing masks. Right. And then they said masks don't help. And then we're required to wear a mask. It's like. Do you trust the officials that are actually telling you this? One, and do you think it was the lack of reporting that basically it helped spread throughout the world? So you know, I, it's hard to, to to bring fault to one particular like country or person. Um, you know, I know I know Ch- China does have a history of not reporting in, uh, illnesses and just letting it pass by. Um, you know, there was a doctor in China who actually said like, "There's this new." virus that's really messing people up like they can't breathe whatever and guess what happened to him a week later i think he was arrested or something and, and then he died you know but at the same time we can place fault in our leaders because this was back i think in january the reports say that trump i shouldn't say trump i won't say that i'll say the united states government had information in january that said that you know this there's a new virus coming and you know it's possibly coming to the United States, but they kind of let that go, you know. Um, so it's hard to say per se who are we gonna blame. Um, you know, I think China should have um, some repercussions for what they did because they did hide it. They did, you know, they were trying to say it was just in Wuhan, which was really incorrect. Um, so I, it, it's hard. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Fuck Corona. <laughs> Yo, on some wild shit, I haven't told anybody this. I tested positive for Corona. When back you in, test positive, I tested positive back in the first week of May. But honestly, I was asymptomatic. The only reason why I went, I got tested, was because someone had got t- tested and they tested positive. But I was perfectly fine. I was quarantined. I was sent out on the Cape, and. I was just doing everyday things. I was doing my push-ups. I was running. I was doing sit-ups. You didn't have any breathing problems, no nothing, huh? Completely nothing. asymptomatic. So yeah, it d- didn't affect me at all. So, speaking of symptoms, I know I'm going back. So, when I got sick, I didn't taste anything. I couldn't smell. And this was before people knew no that that was symptoms. a symptom. Yes, Did you, do you remember if you were still able to, like, taste I was still able to you taste. You were still I mean, able sure. to taste. Man, I went out and I bought some Takis just so I was Because <laughs> was that point when they knew that you couldn't, it, like, taste was a symptom? Or you just, like, wanted to get they already, they already knew. Oh, so you knew that's why you wanted to. But I feel like um, I just wanted to make sure that, like, because I was, what the hell was I eating out there? You know, like, the army, they don't 
they got no flavor in their food out there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No adobo, none yeah, of that. No, they don't. So I had to make sure. So I, I had them bring me some takis to make sure that I was still eating. I could still taste. And, like, everything was still there. So they just they quarantined me for 10 days out on the Cape. And not, nothing. I had no signs, like, no fevers, like, no body aches, chills, nothing like that. Um, I could still smell. I could still taste. Um, no uh, no breathing problems. Did you have a rash? No You rash. know, one weird, weird thing is that you get, like, this weird corona rash. No rash. No rash. Nothing. It was it was weird because I I went over there with uh, some dude from my unit, and he was next door to me, and he was like dying every day. Like he was coughing, he had like a fever. It's it's weird to see how it affects uh, people differently. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, it's it's so weird because it like it seems like it picks and chooses. Cause like you know you can be positive and and be fine, just like like Lewis, but then you can be positive and and be pretty sick. It's one big trial and error. Yeah. That's what I'm saying now, though. I feel like as long as you're healthy, you know, you work out or whatever, eat right, something along those lines. It's just the only thing is just I like, mean, you know. There's some healthy people, though, that, that did yeah, yeah, get yeah. pretty sick. Like, wasn't your, would you say your boy who got pretty sick, was he fairly healthy or? Alright, he was alright. Smoking <laughs> bogeys every day and something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that's, that's a precursor. But, like, if you think about it, I think what's the craziest is because you know what, what's the average death it's like 75 to 80 years old yeah, I think we're really just protecting time. them really protecting the people who are precursors and are just of age you know you don't want to let's say your, your grandmother got asthma and you got corona and you're asymptomatic and you bring it home and you're like oh shit I just gave my grandmother corona you see like that's that's the other part like people won't be thinking about it's just like that's what kind of bothers me it's just like if you know someone in your family got that like some type of like you know condition and they're a little older, I'd be definitely be watching out of where I go and stuff like that. But, like, I don't really go to anywhere. Like, I know the people in my family who got, like, some pretty bad stuff. I basically stay away from them. You know yeah. what I mean? That was like, like, those are the people we really should be watching out for. The same thing. Like, my mother has lupus. Mm-hmm. So, when I found out that I did test positive, I didn't go see it. So, I got tested again. And uh, my results came back negative. Gotcha. You see, that's a smart man. That's a smart man, ladies and gentlemen, who's listening. That's a smart man right there. Listen to that guy. I I stay away from my grandmother and stuff like that. I really kept to myself until I knew, like, until my results came back for the second time. But you see, what do you what do you see firsthand though? When as a nurse, Vic, what what did you see firsthand in the beginning to how it is now? Um, what what do you mean? In terms of like how bad these patients looked from COVID. So, so one, one big thing is that, you know, when we breathe, you know, we breathe in oxygen. So there's this, um, you know, we have an oxygen saturation level, right? Mm-hmm. So a good oxygen, an O2 sat, that we say, is either it can range from like 92 to 100%, right? So, you know, right now we probably all tested like 95. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go below 92, that means that, you know, you're not properly perfusing your body. So it's like your brain, your muscles, whatever. Um, so we would we would put people on a, it's called a continuous O2 sat monitor. So it's basically a little machine. We put a, a little probe on their finger and that always tells us their oxy, um, oxygen uh, saturation level. So it would beep when it's like, when it gets like lower than 90. So what we would see is that we would give people oxygen through 
either like a nasal cannula so it's just like it goes right in, into your nose or we would do something called high flow so high flow is just like a it's a lot of pressure through your nose um, to try to open up your lungs a little bit more um, so we would put people on these um, these high flow machines and we'd be giving them like just pure oxygen like 40 liters of oxygen right through their nose and even with that you know they'd still be like low 90s um, so um, it, it really did show like the amount of damage that um, corona did to people's lungs because no no amount of oxygen that we could put right into their lungs right into their respiratory system would help them at all you know that's one reason why so much people had to be intubated because they would still be it's called tachypnic so that means when your respiratory rate is like above 22 per se um, so that means that they're just breathing so much because their bodies still don't have enough oxygen um, to properly work so what being intubated is is basically you're in a sedated state they put a tube through your through your mouth they hook you up to a machine and that machine breathes for you and then it brings in oxygen takes it out um, so you know it it really it really affected people and you know we don't know what's gonna happen to these people like in the future so you we had a patient recovered from corona if we they get sick in a year just with the flu they're probably gonna do bad they might die because their lungs are damaged so like we would do a lot of CT scans of the chest x-rays and it would show like the damage that the lungs have um, so it's like um, coming back from that is probably gonna be hard um, you know we, we are maintaining a lot of the people's lives but you know how they're gonna live in the future we don't know because you know they can still have these chronic breathing problems so it's like it, it's hard to say um, and sometimes you we'd have like um, just healthy people um, I know I, I remember he was like a 40 something year old and he was pretty bad he was intubated and we had a few for like a month so just like imagine having a tube in your mouth being sedated for a month so like you're not eating you're not doing anything you're in bed for a month that's insane yeah so it's like when when they take you out of, the, of intubation then what happens is they have a lot of problems swallowing because we haven't used that in, in over a month so it's like you have to retrain those muscles to start to swallow again so it's like they um, start aspirating because the muscles can't properly contract so they can bring it down to the stomach um, so then aspiration means when you bring something through your mouth and then it goes um, down and it goes into your lungs so that's not good because if that happens then you can get a pneumonia so it's like it's it's scary stuff and yeah I think that's why it's hard for some people to like realize at that point like a month ago um, even now though still how scary it was uh, for people in, in healthcare because um, they were dealing with people who we just couldn't we couldn't heal we couldn't heal hearing that makes me like like uh, I feel blessed like honestly that yeah I have yeah. no none of the symptoms no damage to my lungs that's insane like I didn't know like it, it affected people like that I didn't really live into it like that man. yeah I mean you know I think I think it, it it's hard because we have a ton of people who are who tested positive you know and, and they have either a cough or something like that I mean they feel okay but you know it's like you have someone like Lewis positive no issues but then you have someone who's positive 
and they have all these these issues so it's hard to compare it's like how do i fall into that like why is it that i was okay but they weren't so it's like what makes me different you know as a as a person compared to that other person you think a vaccine comes out soon yeah but i'm not getting it (laughs) (laughs) listen listen that's a good one you know what you know you know, you want to know why that's a good one? Why is that why, a good why, one? why you won't want to get it? Because that's the first trial. Yeah, it's a that's first the first trial. trial, dog. Trial. Hell no. No. Uh, I'm all set with that. No, I'm good. I'm I all mean, set with that. Listen, it takes like, I don't remember the how many How many times did it take with, uh, with the flu vaccine? It took forever. Yeah, it took forever, and it still doesn't work. <laughs> exactly, for not all people. So, I mean, like. I mean, it'd be nice, but it, that's not going to work. Honestly, <laughs> I don't even get, like, the flu vaccine now. Really? Yeah. You haven't gotten the flu vaccine once? I have. You have, okay. But I stopped. Like, like my what made you stop? Like, I, you just don't believe in it? Once um, once I turned 18, you know, you can start going to doctors by yourself. Yeah. I was just like, all right, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't want this. It's just injecting the virus into you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, nah. Every time I got it, I, I felt sick right after. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing this shit no more. Yeah, I feel yeah. like shit every time I get the shot. That's right. And then ever since that, when was the last time you, you, you thought you had the flu? I don't know. Exactly. You don't remember, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm know, I, I don't think I've ever seen Fly sick. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Lewis's nickname is Flash. So if we oh, yeah, end up calling him Flash, that's his nickname. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I've never seen this kid sick. I really, I get sick like once a year. I get sick every year, bro. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you sick, uh, though. Yeah, I've been sick every year since I started school. <laughs> this kid's blessed over here <laughs> with, the, with the immune systems. I think I know, I think I know his trick, but I'm going to keep that but, off, <laughs> off, off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but if you really think about it, right, it's crazy that we're talking about that right now, like different immune systems and how people people respond to, to, to different sicknesses. It's like, at the end of the day, it is it is sometimes genetics. Some some people have it, some people don't. It's, yeah. it's just the way it is. Some people are just blessed than others, but... I don't know. We just have to keep moving forward, right? I, see, I think that. I didn't really believe in like that genetic thing wise until I started working out again last year. Cause I was looking at it like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm really lazy. I'll hit the gym maybe twice a week. If I go three times, I spend this time there. This kid, this kid's still wrapping up like 265 for a rep without even wor- pro- properly working out. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then I see other people who go like five, six days a week. They're on a diet. They still not getting gains. And they still don't have... <laughs> exactly. They still don't have the gains. They look like shit. No offense. <laughs> but it's just like... That's when I realized that um genetics play a big role in like the way your body is and shit like that. Talk, talk to me how much uh, working out like helps you. Like mentally. Not only physically. But like just getting into the gym. Like I know how much you miss the gym. But like just for other people out there. I mean like who on. don't... Who don't really consistently go to the gym, you know what I mean, or they just don't have the time to do so? What would you tell those people? Definitely, like if you're going through shit, it's a big stress reliever. Like once you're there, your mind just goes blank, and you know you put some music on, and you start lifting, and like all your troubles that are back home, like if you got bill problems, you got relationship problems, stuff like that, you know, it just goes away. You just dare to lift. You just wanna lift you want to work on yourself and then you start falling in love when you see little bits of progress it does take time it happens you know gradually but once you start seeing the changes you fall in love with it and you continue to go and it 
your worries back home, they don't they don't bother you no more. You know what I'm saying? Is that one of your top ways to like release like stress, anxiety, or like some type of depression or something? Um, Is that like one of your top ways? Something like that. I like to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> we those, all do. Those are the wintertime blues. <laughs> <laughs> it's a summer blues now. Yeah, it is a summer blues now, but it's a little weird. What what um, how has this like time period right now that we're living in? Because we've we've gone through some sh- we've seen some shit. We've only been here since ninety six, ninety seven. We, Duh, we've, we've seen, seen some, some shit. shit. If you now. look at like the the world we we've grown up, bro, yes, crazy, crazy. I can understand what people alone. say the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> this year has been wild, and we're only halfway through it. Yeah, you know we're not even past June yet. I mean, almost. Just just think, just think about the times though of like the the summers you've had in the past, without worrying about something like this right now, uh, a pandemic. Can you imagine those people back in like 1919, 1920 or the Spanish flu dog when they had no technology, no nothing, how they had yeah. to respond to that? Yeah, but like we have all this technology, but man, people still die. You know what I mean? That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know how they did that back then. That's why like, millions like, of people about died. It. Like how, how they did that back then. Yeah. Like, like no antibiotics, no antivirals. That's right. Like, like cr- no, no ventilators. It's survival of the fittest at that point. Yeah. They fought that shit off, you know? Yeah, it, 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 they weren't no regular. It, it came down to genetics, though. If you have the stronger immune system, you would survive. Well, think about this. This is gonna okay. be crazy. Okay. In our world, we have so much processed food, right? Yep. So think about then. Back then, they had like more natural food, right? That's right. So like pure sugar, uh-huh. real cheese. So think about like the diets and like how long we've been having like this fake food. So I wonder like how much that had an impact per se on like number wise, because like if you compare this to Something like the Spanish flu. Okay. Like, if you break down those those stats, do you think it's still the same as it was? Like, how can... You know what I'm trying to yeah. go with it? Like, like the, the mortality rate. I know... The, oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, back then, were they healthier and they were able to fight more off? And then we're, un, un, like, less healthy because of the lives we live? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, how much that could have an impact on, like, the amount of people... You know that died like i wonder if if we look at the numbers if yeah millions of people died in the spanish mm-hmm. flu but if you if you put the changes like in our in our health mm-hmm. if it actually be more now huh damn that's an interesting point because a lot of people <laughs> eat like shit yeah that's what i'm saying like, like, like we live sedentary lifestyles like, like bad dude, like i'll be sleeping all day <laughs> oh hey, hey but that's another hey, hey but that's another thing that people don't be preaching about another point I'm going to bring up right now is you know how we need something to like bat something bad to happen right to, for 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 a lifestyle change most of the time we're, we're reactive as opposed to pre- preventative most of the time um what, what what makes you think that something like why don't more people preach like sleep and eating well and doing that why why isn't that on the news more often as opposed to like I get it's a pandemic that's going on and it's very very serious and everything else but like you know, like mental health and like, you know, getting the correct amount of sleep, um, you know, having communication, being personable, having that personal lifestyle of, you know, wellness and stuff like that. Why, why isn't that preached more? Is it because of the society we live in? Media? It's just a lot of things, right? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, you know, we live in a fast world. Skirt, skirt. That's right. We live fast. <laughs> people don't want, people don't like to, to slow down. Like, I think that's one reason why... It's like people don't care yeah. about things like that as, yeah. as much times as people know. 
yeah, yeah, that yeah. this is going to cause damage. Mm-hmm. We still smoke hookah. That's right. We still drink. Mm-hmm. Why do we do it? Exactly. That's another great point. Because we don't yeah, care. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. know, so it's, it's hard to, to be like, yeah, we, we need change. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we're stubborn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not very, <laughs> we're not very res- receptive to change right away. I think that's one of the biggest things, you know yeah. what I mean? But that's, that's every human being, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. There's just something about this thing. It's going to change either people for the better or the worse, in my opinion. Honestly, though, I think uh, Corona was like the best thing in a weird way. It was the best thing that happened to me this year. Oh, to you, right? To personally, me, it was like, yeah, yeah, personally, yeah. it was like it was like the biggest come up for me. Y'all don't feel that way. Uh, I I do, and I do. you know what you know no. what it was for me. You know what it was for me. What more family? Yeah, well, financially, sometimes uh, finance. That's well, actually true. My 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 mom lived her best life. It, it depends on the employment thing and and uh, and whether or not you actually got that. That governmental help because I know a lot of business, small business owners, like small barbershops and stuff like that, they didn't get any help, but their own barbers did. You know what I mean? It was like if you made too much, you weren't getting it, yeah. but like you still needed help in a way. It's just like the whole uh, tax thing of the stimulus check. Just because my mom claimed me and I'm under 23, I couldn't get the stimulus check. I didn't get that stimulus check. Right? Uh, I didn't. You didn't get Thanks. it? <laughs> but but, but, that, but that was my that was kind of my fault. But but. but but why why do they lay down those restrictions when everybody knows that everybody needs help? Restrictions. Restrictions of what I just said. Why well, can't oh, those cautions oh. or those other things happen? Why I, why are those restrictions in place? I feel like the since your mother claimed you as well. Uh, yeah, by accident. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you know, yeah, I feel by like accident. They didn't give it to you guys. They feel like your parents are still helping you, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like yeah, still yeah. catering to you. Okay. That's why they gave it to my you. Taxes mother, say that. Your <laughs> my, my taxes don't say that. My taxes don't say that. I messed up. But, but I'm saying, like, I feel like, because they claimed you on the taxes, so they believe that they're taking care of you still. Yeah. So, therefore, that they should receive the money if they're taking care of you. Okay. I see where you're coming from there. But uh, I just think th- the spread of wealth is always crazy in this country so i mean it's a little it's a little difficult to say but um what, what was it gonna say uh oh you were talking about uh, the how this is personally like affected you better right is that what you were, mo- were talking yeah. about like financially and all that stuff you know what it really did for me more family time because i was buried wait hold up before you continue yeah what's what's our favorite part of quarantine what's our favorite part of corona now you can say what you're going to say. The family time. Going to. Family time, for sure. Family time. Uh, I've never been this close to my brothers and and, uh, and other family members, extended family members, for a very long time, to be honest. I think, th- in my opinion, that was the best part of quarantine. You going next? For you me, going next, question? I mean, I, I didn't really have family time. I've yeah. Been, I've been gone. I was staying. See, I, was I was living in, out of a hotel for two months, two and a half months. So. Yeah. Now I'm just starting to spend some time with my family now that I'm fucking negative, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, I guess the best part for me was just... Uh, the financial, was right? Financially and just being out there on the field and getting to actually experience it um, firsthand, like get involved and say that uh, I was part of the, like... Helping people. Helping people and like a change, you know, like... How good does that feel, dog? 
helping others, bro. Yeah, that shit is one of the never best knew, feelings. When, when you never knew you were going to be in a position to do that. Exactly. And, and that's just had, one of the you best You stepped feelings. up to do it. It felt amazing because, you know, it was like, like I said, I went to nursing home. We were just testing um, mm-hmm. elderly people. We were testing uh, elderly people at first. And it's like, that could have been my grandma, your grandma, you know, your grandfather, like that. So knowing that, like, I can test them and they would come back positive or they would come back negative, you know, it just gave you that, it just gave you, like, that satisfaction that you can, like, quarantine them and try to help them as much as possible. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, if one was positive, you would keep them away from everybody else. So you, it sucks to say, but, like, you know, like, the fatality rate for, like, elderly people was high. Yeah. But it's like, if you can separate one from the rest and not have, you know, multiple casualties. That's right. It's better that way. Than everybody else, correct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate, though, what has had to happen. You know what I mean? It's kind of fucked up, man. It's more than fucked up, actually. Let's be real, y'all. Gotta see what's... That's why why I think talking to first-line, you know, individuals and whatnot, like you guys... No, I've been. Work- I just had to finish school throughout quarantine and stuff like that, and and look for work. But you guys did that shit. <laughs> that shit. That shit is money, bro. That shit's money. Getting talking like to first line individuals like nurses or people who are serving in the military. It's just so many more other individuals, you know, you know, with with donations, communities, um, helping out each other. You know what I mean? But even with all that, man. Even with all that, we still had some fucked up shit go on. What's in May. In May, every month, which is something new. Yeah. Just something new. May, April, June. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen this month. Nothing really happened, but other than, you know, protests. But that was more of like an extension of late May into early June. But, dude, what? This is crazy. We're seeing, like it's like, yeah. That's a good... I never thought of it that way. It's, it is starting to look like Jumanji, dog. Something out of a fucking book. Yeah, it's like we're playing a video game. It's like a simulation. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a question for Vic. Were you ever scared? Or, like, are you scared now? Working? I wasn't scared. Did? I wasn't scared. No. Honestly, I wasn't scared. Why? You know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I, never, I never thought about... I don't know. I, I don't know. I Honestly, I wasn't scared. I was more scared for my family than I was for myself. Exactly. Like, that was me. Like, I <laughs> I started orientation at Lawrence General, and my floor wasn't a COVID floor. Wait, what? It wasn't a COVID floor No, it wasn't all? a COVID floor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because okay. where I started, it wasn't. So my original floor was, but they didn't want me on the COVID floor because whatever. So <laughs> I walk in one day, and the floor where I was orienting, it was clean. Now there's signs everywhere. It's like, COVID. Go get, um, like, um, our PPE. So I'm like, oh. So I'm like, damn. It's, it's happening. Mm-hmm. I wasn't scared. You know, I I, I think it's it's weird to, to, like, even try to answer that question as to why I wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. But I, I just wasn't. You know, I was just like, you know what? I'm a nurse. It's like, this is my duty. This is it. It's this my is duty. It. You know, let's do it. Yeah. You know, so, so I was like, I wasn't even, I wasn't, I wasn't. You know, this, I think. This, this is the shit you see in the books, bro. I know. Yeah, it is. And you, you had to apply to, to reality. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this as a as a learning experience, um, better myself as, an, as a new nurse, 
and push through it and keep myself safe and uh, monitor my own symptoms and keep my stay away from my family and just just push through it and I mean even though now not scared at all like sometimes I'll be doing some 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 no-no stuff um, but yeah I think I'm in a better spot I think most nurses are in a better spot it's like you know we already been through it and we're just like you know we probably have some immunity to it because we've been going at it for months now so it's like we have patients who cough right in our face because we we have to like clean them or whatever and stuff happens and you just cough mm-hmm. so it's like at some point we must have some sort of immunity like all nurses or all healthcare all heroes i should say That's should right. have some immunity these are the real heroes at the end of the day flash i got a question for you bud Um, do you believe that even with this coronavirus happening right um, do you believe you're like learning something new out of yourself because of it or is it just um, because of the pandemic like you just have to you know adapt to it do you think you see yourself changing as like a as like a better self or like you're working towards something else like you just said something like financially right it helped you financially what, what are you working towards financially um my goal is to buy a house okay within the next year so, so that definitely helps right yeah <laughs> being on those orders helps a lot uh it's like a blessing in disguise right it, exactly as weird as it sounds it was, is it, yeah, yeah, yeah it was a blessing but um I believe it helped me, like, I was basically placed in a leadership role. Okay. And I don't really like to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm very quiet. And uh, it built, like, leadership characteristics for me. I was uh, telling people what to do. I was taking a group of men or women, whatever, and uh, we would go in there, and I would tell them this is how we're going to do this. You're with this person. You're with that person. And it just kind of helped me, like, improve on my leadership skills and I actually just put in a packet so I could become a sergeant. Okay. You know? That's what's up. That's good, man. That's awesome. Look at that. You see now now we have like greater leadership qualities all of a sudden, huh, Vic? Greater yeah. leadership qualities. I'm pretty sure that's how you feel too, Vic. You must have in a well, right? Well, in a sense, that's how you feel too? You, you, you built some more leadership qualities? I don't think per se I, I built a leadership uh, like qualities mm-hmm. just because I was on orientation so it's like That's I, right. I still had to you're still to learning like, I was still learning and I, I was you know more processing things with my nurse mm-hmm. so I mean I think I think it, it helped me be okay with not knowing what to do because okay. everyone no one else knew what to That's do right. That's so right. I think yeah I think that what what helped me more um, yeah and I mean I think more help me understand that you know everyone needs help we everyone should have each other's back mm-hmm. um, and we should just be there for each other absolutely you know how you just said that we should all be there for each other do you think change is going to come about with uh with legislation in terms of these protests you think it's going to happen damn um do you have hope not if it's just going to happen do you have hope that hope, it will happen hope that things will change 
for like for like better legislation. Yeah, yeah, like better legislation. Just for like just like just like for everything. Everything. No. Everything. No. No, you have no hope. We haven't learned from our past. That's well, right. What's what's this difference? I got you. But you well, what's this difference? So you don't have no hope. No hope. No hope. Okay. And you know I'm a, I'm a I'm not a pessimist. You know I'm an optimist. Yeah. I have zero hope. Okay. I have no hope for for people. I know no one's gonna change. Look at it now. Yeah. People are going out. That's right. We went out. That's right. We got lunch. That's right. We not wearing masks sometimes. That's right. We got no hope. Mm-hmm. People were stubborn. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna repeat. I'm gonna keep re- repeating that phrase. We're yeah. stubborn. Yeah, we are. You know, and we haven't learned from the past. Mm-hmm. You, we still <laughs> look at racism. I know. It's been here for, for sure. hundreds of years. Yeah. Look at the South. Has the South changed? No. Nope. That hasn't yeah. even broken. Yeah. Like we haven't even broken a link from that chain. That's right. And since when, whenever they abolished slavery, I'm sorry, I don't know that number. What uh, what about the future then? Not not necessarily now. I'm talking uh, thirty, forty-five, fifty years from you now. You know, I hope I hope we're we're we have the the capability of when we have kids that we can teach them correct to to be good people mm-hmm. and care for each other. Yeah. But at the same time, you have people who are going to teach their kids to be little shits. Correct. I saw a, t- a video on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw it of some like white lady with a Confederate flag. Correct. And she was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach my kids to, 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 to kill you. black people. Oh, okay. To, to fuck black people, right? Yeah. So, w- so when that lady has a kid, what's that lad- lady gonna teach her kids? That's right. Black people are bad. Mm-hmm. So we don't like black people. So on and so on. So on, and then what's yeah, gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, that generation yeah. is never gonna change. That's right. Now, so do you now think we would hope we would think, be the majority. Do you think it's it's primarily parenting at this point? Never, never, never stop spreading the information type of shit? It's hard because each person has their own thought process. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Everyone is able to kind of process like, oh, isn't racism maybe actually a little bad? Yeah, so yeah, So it's yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. the difference in that person who's thinking that way as to why they can't get over it? That's like right. what happened to him? Mm-hmm. But you you know it's hard because you can look at like we don't know what that person went in. That's in, right. Like when they grew up, mm-hmm. right? What happens if when they grew up they were like ten maybe mm-hmm. and some black kid hit him? Okay. Right? He's yeah. always gonna hate black people. That's right. Always. Mm-hmm. Just because that that memory he had was with a black person. Yeah. Right. So how how is it you can change a person who's broken? That's right. Flash. That's right. That's Cause, a, that's cause a, that's a, a crazy bit, one. We're all broken. No, yeah, right? oh, no, we're we all, all are. Broken. We all are. So all if are. we if we can't fix ourselves, how are we gonna fix someone else? Exactly. Um, before you go and answer that, um, so obviously there's a combination of things. You know, it, it's parenting, school system, legislative system, justice system, everything. It's a combination of all, but um, primarily, you know, why I say it's like from parenting and whatnot is because you know you you can't. I don't want to. I don't want to word this in a way where it's gonna sound weird, but uh. I have. I want to add. I want to add something when you're done with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's to kind of add to it is like, how is it? Just something Trump wants to talk. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a, Well, the whole parenting thing is just like you know you're teaching you, you're teaching your kid to be a little shit, right? A little asshole. A little asshole, a but little asshole. it depends where he grows up in the country, right? What if you teach your kid to be a little asshole in Massachusetts as opposed to South Dakota? Or, or Nebraska, but this is where I pose of like, you know, you have to be around diversity in order to understand diversity, correct? In terms of cultural, you know, uh, presence, right? And a lot of people, I see a lot of like, um, like my friend from just like from college or something or, or from high school and they go and say, hey, um, 
I mean, like, I don't really see it, but, like, you don't see it, but, like, it's happening clearly somewhere else that you're not seeing it. This is why the spreading of information has to continue at all times. But the parenting thing is just, like, a parenting kid in, 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 in Nebraska or, like, where you barely see people of color or a, a community where you ba- basically see no of color. It's like that um, <clears throat> that backup quarterback for the Cowboys who basically came out and said, um, I didn't understand black people until I played football in college because I was all surrounded by white people in high school. See, it's, it's like a combination of, like, a lot of things. Where I, where I primarily see is parenting is because that's where you see – that's where you're around the most is is your family members, correct? And if you see your family – monkey see, monkey do sometimes, right? Yeah. So it's a combination of everything, but – Somehow, some way, I believe it's like still a lot of it with parenting and like you know your family members and your upbringing. But you can choose to, you know, you have your own choices at the end of the day. And but if you're not necessarily around it, then how are you gonna, you know, change it? You know what I mean? But that's why I say like the the spreading of information through social media, it needs to continue at all times because that way people understand what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, the spreading does help on social media networks but like you said parenting mm-hmm. I believe that plays a big factor because you can you can have good parents right that are not racist whatsoever that's right and um but then there's that one grandparent mm-hmm. you know back then who was told that uh people of color are inferior mm-hmm. to us you know we're supreme blah 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 type shit and they, they pass that down to their grandkids and you know their grandkids don't like you know that's right. And they look up to, like, grandparents, stuff like that. Gotcha. So, no matter, I f- racism's always going to be around. Always For sure. Always going to be around. For Cause, sure. Because of stuff like that. Stupid shit like that. Yeah. Fucking stupid yeah, shit like that. that. It always pisses me off when I see it. Just anywhere. I remember, um, I was in Georgia a few years ago, and <laughs> this lady had a Confederate flag, uh, license plate on her car, and my cousin David... He's half Mexican. Yeah. So he waved at her, and the first thing that came out of this lady's mouth was, "You want to wash my car?" What was, the fuck? Yeah, it was like Jesus. And she was she was straight up like dead ass. Like, like straight just up, like, just like want to wash my car. Like I was like, bitch. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? So it's it's weird to see that stuff like that exists. But she was an elderly lady. I don't really see much of that like with younger people, like um, gotcha. young adults. So I'm saying, like, say that lady has two kids. She has a kid, and um, that kid has kids, whatever. And the parent's not racist of the child, right, of uh, the grandchild. So the grandchild spends the majority of the time with the grandmother, something like that. It's going to just get drilled in their head, like, oh, like, this is how we should treat these people, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be passed down like that. And they don't know better at the time. Yeah. Uh, it's again it's it's something that people should feel uncomfortable to talk about because it is a very very real thing it has been for hundreds of years as Fake mentioned before so this is why people need to fucking wake up it's you need a I have hope in the future that things will change in the future because of individuals like us three like here where we we're preaching for like you know people who are literally oppressed just because of their skin color. You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. I, as a Hispanic, looks kind of like tan towards the summertime, a little light skin. You know, um, I haven't experienced anything yet like that. Blessed, but like, there's hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people who have been fucking oppressed just because of their skin color. And it's fucking stupid. It's one of the most stupidest things I've ever, you know, encountered with. You know what I mean? It's like how, it's just, it's weird. I have no words for that anymore. <laughs> it's weird. So, so just to, to switch up the vibes a little bit. So, you know, Defund we, I think. Facts. <laughs> 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 so, so I think, I think some people, you know, or I should say not some people, but I think sometimes we are, you know. What is it? We grow um. Of where you live, you grow up that way. What's the? I'm forgetting the phrase. You're. Uh, we said it in California. Shit, I can't forget that. I can't. Uh, anyways. I forgot it again. You're a product of your environment. Correct. Right. So the reason I want to switch it up a little bit is that, so you know, Trump wants to ban the adoption from gay parents. Okay. Right. And based on what? Based on the fact that they think that if an adopted kid grows up with gay parents they're gonna be gay right yep. how do you guys feel about that and before you before you talk the reason i am bringing this up is because you know it's like we just talked about how you know sometimes people because their parents or their their relatives are racist they're naturally racist mm-hmm. so i was talking to my dad and he was like yeah you know that's a good thing i'm like I, I myself don't think if you grow up in a gay household that that child's gonna be gay. They're gonna be whatever they want. You know, if they if when they grow up they're gay, they're gay because they were born like that. You know, how do you feel about that? Because again, that goes back to the phrase of us saying that you grow up, you're product of your environment, yeah, and you learn from what you see. Gotcha. Um. That's a really tough one. It's um, and I apologize, a, but it, it kind of fits the same topic. No, it, it does in, in, in a way because these, these individuals have been oppressed a very long time because of their sexuality, you know, um, uh, the gays. But I don't know. Uh, the thing I say about that is how are you, again, how are you going to judge someone because of their sexuality and whatnot? You know, like, it's kind of like the the freedom of what they can do. I don't think necessarily they're going to grow. Is that your your opinion? They're not necessarily going to grow up gay because they have gay parents? Is that what your opinion yeah, is? That's, that's my opinion. your opinion. I don't, I don't think I agree. them being, you them know having why gay parents. They're probably going to be the happiest kids ever, actually. Yeah, most so of the time. So why, it's like my, my yeah. biggest thing is like, why are you going to have kids in a broken, you know, straight household, you yep. know, mom, dad, yep. and instead of them ha- being in a gay, happy household? And the already broken adoption system. Yeah, uh, no, you brought you, you bring up a great point. I think no, I 100% agree with you. Mainly because um, everyone's taught these. Well, you gain your own values as you grow up, but your top values, correct? And how to you know like manners and, and how to respect others, correct? I think two gay parents can actually do that. Absolutely, 100%. At the end of the day, these people are individuals as well, right? They're people. Just because of their sexuality, they don't. People think that uh, that their kids are gonna grow up yeah, gay. They deserve less, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
again, here come, I don't want to get into politics right now, but here come the Republicans with their values thinking that, you know, everything gay is bad. Here they go again. But I'm not going to say all of them are like that, but it's just trying to pull up these deals. It's like, why, why are you trying to oppress people for what they are? You get what I mean? It's like, that's their choice. Why, why are you fucking with them? No, it's very true. I agree. I don't believe at all in, like, if you were raised by, you know, two gay individuals, that you're going to come out gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's how you how you feel mm-hmm. in the inside. You know, it's like, um, you can tell someone, oh, you're supposed You can tell, like, you know, a kid, you're supposed to like boys, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he likes girls. That's how he feels. Or, like, it's that draws boy. back from the whole choices thing, Vic. Yeah, you know that's right. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like if you're gay, I feel like you're gay from like from the, from the beginning, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's what you like. like yeah. And if you're a lesbian, that's what you like. Blah blah. Or if you're um, bisexual, you just you're attracted to both genders or whatever. And then uh, transgender. <laughs> I feel like. Do you feel different about transgender though? Be honest. Yeah, yeah. Because that's I. Because <laughs> that's I. Oh God. Uh, Wasn't there a law that was passed that you showed me about oppressing against transgenders? Yeah, they did that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that for? Hospital minutes? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. That like um healthcare workers something can like not want to work or something. Yes. For transgender. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just passed. Did you hear about that, Louis? That a healthcare. I don't want to say you know, this cool, cool, I don't remember what it is, yeah, but I, I think it's that like, hospitals can deny care. Or if someone goes to the hospital and they say, I'm a female, but they're like anatomically, actually, they're a male. Yeah, anatomically, they're a male. That the hospital would have they to, deny they can deny care. Not, not deny care, but they can say, no, you're a male. Shut up. Like that. Uh, that was a quick little intermission there. Uh, we were just talking about... Um, and how certain streaming platforms and uh, other media outlets um, just around anywhere, podcasting, uh, news, whatever you get your media from or, I guess, information from. Sometimes other individuals' opinions are, uh, are downplayed. Uh, this isn't the podcast. The podcast accepts all opinions here. We, we have our own opinion at the end of the day. So uh, I was just, you know, basing off of... Uh, that kind of construct and and how we felt with what we were just talking about with transgenders, right? Yes, sir. Um, I was just saying basically about like the whole bathroom situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, like um, it should be essentially like you know the men, women, and then the third one is like yo, whatever it may be. <laughs> like, At that point, you know what I mean? Whatever you're into. So uh, that's why yo, I don't I don't discriminate against against anybody. If if you rock like that, I'm not gonna hate on you. That simple. What do you think, Flash? You know, I have a better one. Like, I don't care whether you want to be. All right, say you were born a male and you want to be a female. You were born a female. You want to be a male. Mm-hmm. But when do you believe is the right age to make that transition that you feel? Oh, damn. Flash. <laughs> Flash, no. I want to go controversial, not that controversial. <laughs> 
Now you, he made him. Yeah, I'm he made him think. The mic on that one. He's th- he's th- he's thinking. Vic is thinking. I'm thinking right now too, man. Uh, that's. I don't think, I don't think there is a timeline for that. In my opinion. No. I don't think no. I don't think there's a timeline because I just saw it. So so wait wait wait. Um, are you talking about like like just wearing clothes or no? I'm or talking like, about like the, like, the, the, full, the, sex the full sex, sex the full like sex change. Yeah, the full gender change. I mean, if we're gonna do it like that, we should just do it like the legal age of being an adult, eighteen. That's. You know, like if you want to wear clothes, like what you're told, then you want to wear the the you know whatever clothes, whatever. By all means, right? Yeah. Means yeah, but hair, but but nails. but once again, people are stubborn, no, right? No, I want to I want to iterate something. We're three straight guys talking about this, but keep continue. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tough in, in, in this perspective because again, you don't really experience something until you go through it, or your own family member go through it, or a good friend goes through it. You I know what I mean? But I feel like the legal age of being an adult, you know, eighteen, mm-hmm. is the right age for that because as a child, yes, you may feel that way or it's not. But what if you go through a change, and then um, late ten years later, you regret it, you regret it and you wanna, you're like, damn, I wish I could revert back to what I was, you know, what Correct. I came into this world as. Correct. And you made that decision, and you you, you just basically got to stick feel like about you it. Um, mature enough for that decision. Okay. At that age, you know what I'm saying. You believe everyone has their own maturity age, though. You know what I mean. What if someone's ready for it earlier? Than, than expected. I just feel like as, you know, between those ages, like right. 18 and below, you, you're always going through constant phases. So what if it's just a phase? Gotcha. You know what I'm gotcha, saying? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then 10 years later down the line, you're like, why did I do this? Yeah. And it causes depression. Mm-hmm. Depression leads to a bunch of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying? No, I hear you. No, you brought up a great point. I never thought of it that way, to be honest. That's facts. Vicky speechless. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, would you say? Would you say it'll be a better position to to keep a child? I don't even know how to say this. So, uh, if if a, if a, if a boy wants to be a girl, right? Would you say it's better for that boy to 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 stay like wearing boy clothes and still be per se a boy? Until they're 18. Right? Like, you wouldn't I, say that, like, a boy shouldn't be wearing girls' clothes before they're 18. No, no, would, no. would that be the same? Or, you, or you, you're you just talking about, like, physical changes after 18. I'm talking about physical changes. Physical changes specifically, correct? Okay. Yes. Not anything else? No. no. no I agree. Physical changes specifically. I agree. Okay. Because you, once you change that, you, you can't go back. I don't believe that you, I don't think you can go back. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's hard, too, because even after 18, people still change their mind. It's like, you, you know, you can still grow, and then like you're just like, damn. The only constant in life is change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Facts only. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, like, again, it's, like you said, maturity timeline, but, like, you have that designated well, age, right? Like, where you're saying I'm that saying was physical change, correct, right? For the physical change, I believe you should be 18. 18 and older. Yep. But if you want to go out, say you're a male, you want to dress, you want to put a dress on, by all means, put a dress on. Yeah. You want to paint your nails, you want to go get your nails done. And gotcha. Whatever, go for it. But I just feel like people are constantly going through, you know, these phases mm-hmm. in their life between these ages, you know, these younger ages. Yeah. And 
that's a that's a big life changing, you know, decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's massive. Massive life changing decision. And between like I say, I don't know, everyone's different. So I'm saying like why would you need these you know, this a sexuality, you know, like change like the way you are at that age, say twelve years old. What are you doing at twelve years old? You get, you get what I'm saying? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not boning me. You shouldn't be boning me. But at the age of 12, you should have your nose inside some books or something like that. Yeah. You shouldn't be. I just feel like you shouldn't be thinking about, like, sex, sex like that. Certain things, yeah. Like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if you're a man, what about, like, you know, why she had boobies on? Why yeah. She, you know what I'm saying? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. I just feel like stuff, you don't process that at mm-hmm. that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely process it as you're older, correct? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he brings up a great point. Yeah, no, right. no I, I haven't thought of it like that, to be honest. To keep it a buck. Never. And that's why it's good to have another person's perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to go off. <laughs> he said I was about to I go mean, off. I mean, if you still got some feelings, go <laughs> off. <laughs> no, nothing, no, I don't, listen. I think all, anyone who does listen to this podcast would be okay with whatever you say. Because I think everyone that we know has the capability to understand that one's person opinion is okay. And it's okay to disagree. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. 100%. What what else did you want to say? Cuz I can still feel you still you still got a little tad bit. Did you got How did you guys feel like um Now we talk. Say middle say middle school. Uh toward I remember like there was like a couple kids that you know, you could tell they were very fem males. Back in our middle school, we went to, they were very feminine, and they used to get bullied on, and picked on because that's the way they were. How did you guys feel about that? Like, did you guys, do you guys have a different like mental mentality then than you did now? <laughs> listen, listen. So I, uh, you know. You know, so I'd, I'd say this. I'll be honest. This is being honest. I think in middle school, I'd be like, yeah, that's fucking weird. And I hope I hope no one takes offense. But no, I, I agree. I think when, when we were kids, we we were we grew up with the notion that that was weird. Right? And I think, and that was the world at that time. Like, at that time, the world was like, damn, that's kind of weird. Um, so, no, I, I can understand that. And I think... Yeah, looking back, I'd say that as a kid, I, I I would thought that was pretty weird, but you know, growing up, you know, you realize um, people are different and it, to be okay with that. But yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah, when and especially it was like what ten years ago, ten years ago the world was so different than it was now, and I think we we've been able to grow from that, um, and and be better and understand that it's okay to be different. Me personally, um, I was brought up by, I was very close to my grandparents, and my grandparents were really big on the, like, not, if you, if you're a male, you shouldn't like males, if you're a female, you shouldn't like females, like, you know, church, church, you know how it used to be back then, I was a huge, like, homophobe back then, up until, like, a couple years ago, actually, until, um, 
when I joined the army, I met like some, I met some cool gay kids out there. You know what I'm saying? They were just like regular dudes, but they just like males. You know what I'm saying? Before I used to be like, yo, fucking yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I used to be yeah. like, this kid's a weirdo, da, da, da. But like, now personally, I don't care. Like, if that's, if that's what you like, that's what you like. The only problem I really have is if you try to like, I'll tell you, like, I don't roll that way. Mm-hmm. And you try to kick it in. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that, when you, that's completely respectful. That's when you're stepping over the line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And no more that gives. So I think that that's why I love the podcast, right? Because what did we start with? You know, we started that you're a product of your environment. Mm-hmm. Correct? You see how things go, yeah. go go full circle? So, you know, we said that, you know, you grew up, you grew up very, I could say, conservative family. And you had some resentment towards a specific group of people. But then you were able to, 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 to talk, to be part of a group that had that specific, um, those specific people in it. And you were able to say, you know what? They're not that bad. They're not much different than me. No. Right? And then you, you grew where, from it. This is where the experience comes. Yeah. Like you have to experience, as I said earlier with, with, with that football player. He's never played with, with other black individuals. And he actually played with them in a the locker room. And they're like, he's like, oh, shit. This is, this is one of me. Like at the end of the day, like we're all brothers and sisters, right? That type of shit. So, again, like you just said, product, the environment, parenting, your upbringing has a lot to do with how you view the world, dog. So many things come from your your environment. Again, at the end of the day, you have the choice to change that, right? You can go and follow it, or or seek your truth. Or seek what's out there that's, at the end of the day, what you thought was then is completely different than how it is now. That's why you can't judge someone upon their past and how they react here into the future and present. Correct? Correct. And I think that's one issue I have with people in the world. And you've seen this on Twitter a lot. I know they say something, but they would find tweets that people wrote years ago. Right? Some pretty fucked up shit right kevin hart kevin hart right? that's why that's why kevin hart didn't host the oscars because those trolls out there on twitter got to him yeah and they said hey this guy's a homophobe why are you gonna um uh have him host the oscars yeah and clearly at that point he was in a different headspace that was years ago yeah so do you think that that people should still do that like call someone out for it absolutely not right or i mean they can call him out but you're going to look like a fool because that person changed already. Exactly. So so what's your point? Start a conversation with them first before calling them out. Yeah. That simple. Yeah. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. Especially from, from the past. Someone can be completely – you can see a picture of someone completely drunk on the ground and think, hey, this person this person is reckless. But you see the, the timeline photo from 13 years ago. You don't know how that person is 13 years later. Yeah, they could be 13 years sober now. That's right. <laughs> and then that's how it works. Can't necessarily. I'm telling you, these these media outlets is is creating narratives and perspectives that, in my opinion, is 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 wrongful. It's incorrect. It's just the way I look at it. So, to to try to close out, it's a very good episode to restart. So we're now. Penetrated um. generation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucked up world we live in, right? Yeah. Let's, let's leave it on a high note. So, what's one 
positive thing you'd like to see in the future. Either that can be like your personal, it can be a personal goal, it can be um, like a law you want to see passed in the future. What is something that can happen in the next six months that would help 2020 start in a positive note? The way we vote in this country. I think it's very uh, very swayed towards a specific party or a specific, uh, you know, whoever is dominating, you know, I don't want to get too legislative here, but like whoever's dominating the Senate, Congress, uh, the pres the president of the United States. But people have to realize there's local laws, there's state laws, and there's federal laws. The way we vote should be on how, in my opinion, there should be a ranking system. It shouldn't be, uh, here, I'm going to vote for this one and this one only, right? Let's say us three right now are on, uh, are on a ballot, right? And we're all trying to campaign to run for mayor, for example. Um, the voting process is going to be uh, either you pick Lewis, Vic, or me, right? But there should be a ranking system as like, you know, on how how we have, how we have exactly, on how we do like sports. And like you have a ranking system, right? Um, that's a pretty bad comparison, but we can all like, we all want the same issues to be changed, right? Let's say we're all running for like a local something, right? We all want the same exact issues to be changed. Us three are all gonna change it. So whether you vote for Lewis, Vic, or me, that issue is gonna be changed. So you have a ranking system, right? It's whoever you just prefer. I put Vic one, you two, me three. That's how it should be, right? And that's how exactly it should be with the presidential election, you know, and how, like, certain things are, like, corrupt and stuff like that. So there's corruption every, everywhere at the end of the day. But it should be more of a unity as opposed to people going against each other. Yes, sir. Next, I'm next. Uh, you know, I think, I don't know what it truly will ever happen, but, you know, I'd like to see a future and where... You know, we wouldn't have to see people. Damn, wait a minute. I really wish we could live in a world where people of color don't have to walk and be scared of people in power, like like the police. You know, I I don't think it's fair that African Americans, Hispanics. Or anyone really should be scared of police officers I don't think and you know I think that's very sad and I know that there's no way in six months that's gonna change um, but I do hope that everything that's been happening in these few weeks it can be some sort of catalyst to, to start a conversation um, and some more positivity um, so that we can live in a better world you know that that's the optimist, um, the me being optimistic, but that'd be one thing I'd like to see before twenty twenty one. What I'd like to see is, uh, and I've seen this a lot on social media, but remove the race section off of job applications. I like that. Remove that because they put race and ethnicity on there. Exactly. 
and for what? You're going to pay me more, you're going to pay me less, you know what I'm saying? If you want equality, then let's start doing minor things like that, which are going to be big changes in the future. Facts. <laughs> and to whoever has been listening to this, again, we appreciate you so much. At the end of the day, we do this to help spread positivity and love to everybody out there. So we really appreciate you guys tuning in. To anybody who hopped on the Instagram live, whether it was Lewis or Vic, we appreciate y'all as well. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, let's let's keep the conversation going. Stay, stay thinking. Stay curious out there. Question everything, all right? Find out on the next episode of So What Now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Peace out, homies.